Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Hey, it's Rob Riggle. And Sarah Tiana. And you are listening to Riggle's Pit. Yeah, and a ham horn. And uh, we have a new <laughs> podcast available on Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and the Podcast One app. If you love the show, share it with a friend and leave us a rating and review. Every Thursday, we're going to sit around and we're going to talk about the things that really excite us, like life, comedy, sports, a lot of sports. Uh, Ourselves. A, a lot of Sarah. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Kim Jong-un. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whatever. It's going to be a lot of fun. I hope you join us. Get it on, no choice but to get on mandate. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. We love you over here at CarCast. I'm Anna Pearl. It's Matt, the moderator. DeAndrea over Hello. there. Hello. Hello. <clears throat> All right. Let's see. Yeah. I got stuff to complain about with you. What? What? But um, it's funny because, all right, <laughs> if you listen to CarCast and you listen to Ace on the House, you're just going to have to f- fast forward through this part because I just got done telling Strom. This is our first. Uh, but uh, it, it's a uh, hot, uh, hot organization talk. But as you know, I don't care about money. I care about waste. Yeah. That's all I care about. Yeah. And uh, I had this horrible, like, one-two punch of waste uh, yesterday and today. Now, you brought up when I saw you, hey, SEMA build, man. Yeah. We're thinking about doing our first, what I think we'll just call SEMA build. Now, I don't know that we're building it for SEMA. Yeah, I don't know. Or that it's even going to SEMA. But the type of cars that go to SEMA, what it represents, the quality of car, you know, like that's kind of what we're talking about. Yeah, and I just started having this thought about, well, I I think there's two things to this thought that we're having. One is there was the old Chris Titus way of doing it, which is you find the carcass of a Fairlane or Bel Air, you you buy it for six grand, you give it to Chip Foose, you give him 350 grand, and then two years later, you have a car that's worth (laughs) $44,000. And that didn't seem to be a great plan. It seemed to be a better plan to buy an old carcass of an old BRE Roadster for forty grand and spend fifty or seventy grand putting it back together and have it be worth two hundred grand. That seemed like a better right because business of its model. because of its legacy, its its story, and its originality. You know, of being a race car, and it also seemed like, and then we could go out and race the car. Yeah, so that seemed pretty. That seemed pretty cool. So, uh, you know, Max Zapata, one of these days, I was just uh, going through a big pile of stuff, but something you can put on your hit list. I I was going through a pile of junk at the other shop, and I found an old kind of scratched up disc, and it said 2011 Monterey, 2000 Roadster or something. And they, they covered the race, and, and they covered that car a lot. In the race, like professionally with the cameras mounted up high and and the sweeping by the this and zooming in on that. And there's a lot. The problem is that things like 25 minutes long and there's four good minutes or three good minutes of that car looking good with the Alfa Romeos out on the track. We ought to whack that thing down and just 
get it down a good three minutes and uh, throw it up and let people enjoy that car because yeah. that's a kick-ass car. Sure. But um, that was the old model. Yeah. And it, it is the model. I have I have a bunch of old race cars that are that need to be put back together and they're spread out in different places and they're being put back together. Right. And it it now now there's a now there now it makes sense. So I'll I'll give anyone listening a an example. There was a time that if you bought a Ferrari a 62 250 GTE Ferrari 2 plus 2 Man, the the two plus two Ferrari from the early sixties. There was a time that if you bought that car just a few years ago, I mean not so long ago, eight ten years ago, you get that car for sixty to eighty grand. And if you restored it, I don't know that there's that big a difference. Well, I can tell you now, there's no difference between restoring that car and restoring a Lusso Ferrari. Right. The only difference is when you're done putting 200 grand or or whatever into that car for the full restoration, the Lusso would have been worth a million dollars and this car would have been worth you paid 65 for it. Now it's 110. But yeah. Still if you do the 200 into it and 65 math, we're never going to we're never going to make it home. With that math, right? Right. Well, if you have that car now, one just sold for 600 and change in, in Europe. So now that the car sold for 600 and change, well, go ahead and put 200 into a full restoration. Yeah. Or if you did it years ago and, the you know, you, you kind of looked into the future and said, I bought it for 65, which was a great price. I put 200 into it. And now you're sitting on it for five more years, but you got a two sixty five into it. Now it's now it's a great profit. Right. You know, but now it's six hundred thousand, whether Right. And know. so for us, there were a lot of these old Japanese race cars that I bought for thirty, thirty five, thirty seven thousand bucks or right. something like that. It was gonna take seventy five to a hundred grand sometimes to get them back to whole or racing form and in which case you'd be in for a buck 20 buck 25 whatever full thing and when you're done the car wasn't worth a hundred grand right so it there was not much of a model for it but now japanese cars and vintage race cars and everything have have moved so prominently over the last few years that it kind of makes more sense now i was always going to put these cars back together regardless of where the market went but it's just a little easier like it's easier like, to swallow now to go hey it's it's like you know. it's like look it's like you have a kid on the way and you already have two kids and you're always going to a- add that extra bedroom onto your house but now that the market's gone up and the houses around you are worth more it just makes it easier to get going yeah. on it and so it was that so for us this SEMA build quote unquote in the past it just seemed like well it's going to cost you 150 or 200,000 bucks and you're going to have a car that's worth 40 grand but now right. with the ring brothers and singer and other companies like Jonathan Ward and you know not quite the same but the same 
Now we're seeing that if you build a car and you build a car right, it's got a lot of value to it. Yeah. We're not building it to flip it and I'm not building it to sell it. We're just but you I think I think whether you're building I you know, I think the people, you know, people always sort of go like uh, you know, you know, whenever you ask any car aficionado or investor or whatever, you know, you go, "Oh, what car should I get?" And they go, "Get the car you love." You know, and you go, I, my feeling is sort of like, uh, I would do a little less of that, a little more, take a look at the market, like learn to love a BMW M3 E30 body style because those have gone from yeah. 15 grand to 60 grand in the last four years. Yeah, so like you, learn to, learn, you need learn sort to of love, two columns, learn like, to love making a little money too. If yeah. You, you to. need, you need 10 cars on the left side of the page of cars you love, 10 cars on the right that are moving and then see if any of them match. If any of them match, that's the car. Yeah. And, uh, we, we, we talk a little about, uh, but also learn to love ones that are on the move. Like we always talk about the 355. Uh, Ferrari, you find me one of those cars in white with a red leather interior or with that weird kind of cool blue with yeah. a red leather interior. I love that car. Yeah. And I think if you bought it right, you'd be you do like, fine on that car in a few years. Anything that's going to make you money, you're naturally going to love more. Right. 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 Kids, friends, businesses, right. whatever. Right. Spouses like you just love them a little more. Right. So uh, with that in mind, uh, we were talking about doing a doing a build now should we should we tell people what the build is and the secret engine and and all that stuff i don't know because they seem to unveil these things they all do the time, but, but i here see i i say because we we produce content here this is what we do we create content so Wait, has because we've talked about it before has anything changed since the last time we talked about it, about the secret no so engine? I, I say okay. we talk about it because things will progress over we'll time it and it's still going to present well and uh, you know, because we don't we don't really know where it's going to go. We have some ideas, some very loose ideas of what we kind of think this car should be, and it really kind of just it's it's all built around the idea of this engine, right? Well, I I had I I think um, I think I told you guys some of this story. Max Pat is better at being the custodian of this stuff. Since he doesn't really have his own thoughts, but he does listen to mine. <laughs> That's true. Well, you are I my inner so, monologue. I have so many of my own thoughts, I can't keep track of them. You <laughs> Jiminy have, Cricket you have with no Adam's voice. But with my <laughs> you have my thoughts. So, but you're not burdened with your own thoughts, is what I'm saying. No, don't have those. Yeah, you're not weighed down or laden with your own <laughs> thoughts. Thank goodness. Though, yeah. Right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Boy, that may have been a thought. Hold on, write that down. <laughs> it sounded like your thought, though. I don't know. Oh, goodness. Yeah, it sounded a little like me. Yeah. All right. So the um, oh, somebody did my favorite thing, which is this must be this has to be Doctor Drew. He takes my buck slip that has all my notes on it, and he flips it over and makes all his own scribbles, and then he leaves it that way. So I'm getting ready to throw out his buck slip, except for it's my buck slip with all of my goddamn ideas on the backside <laughs> of it. Yeah, I'll, I'll start putting dick. stacks in front of each chair He's so they don't touch a, your stuff. Such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, ideas. Okay. Yes. So, I need a buck slip, man. So, here's the thing. Uh, I was I was walking around. I was thinking, well, look, I'm a Datsun guy. I'm a Z guy. I should do a Z build. And then I thought, everyone's doing kind of a 240 Z build. How about a 280 ZX, like kind of wide body Z yeah. build? Because those are 
those cars look great with the big body kits on them. Yeah. And they're a little longer and they're just, they're, they're kind of a better platform. And I really like the way those cars look. So I started thinking about that car and then I started thinking, okay, what's the power plant? Well, it's not going to be a crate motor and it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be a straight six Z motor and it's not going to be a, um, V6 Z motor. Like what, what would be, will be a killer motor for that car. And I started thinking uh, straight six and, you know, that, well, that was the motor in that car. And I, and then I started thinking, oh, what's, what's my favorite straight six motor of all time? It's the Jag. Yeah, it's the best looking motor. It's a 3.8 or a 4.2. It's got that gold head and it's got the big fins on it. And it's got the twin cams and it's got the intake on one side and the exhaust in there. So you can see the headers coming down and you can see those big triple McCoonies or Webers or whatever. And I thought, oh, that's killer. That would look so killer, that Jag. And you give it some kind of name like Cat Z or something <laughs> like that, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and it's got this straight, and it'll fit nice in there, and everything. Yeah. And 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 I started thinking about, it and I was like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm in love with this idea. And then I went to the other shop, and I I was in, I called Matt, told Matt how proud I was of myself, and how excited I was about this uh, this this uh, Jag motor and this. Oh, Z. I loved it. As soon as you said SEMA belt, I got a boner. And and also, I thought I don't think I've ever seen a Z <laughs> with a Jag motor. No one ever no, does a no, Jag motor. No, that's what I love about out. it too. It's like you got to. It's got to be a piece you talk about. You know. And that thing's such a jewel. Those motors, when they're done up in full like race prep, are just jewels. Yeah, they look amazing. And yeah, but you know, and the car in race prep, like it's a street car, but like sort of the race prep body, the body work you're talking about, the car looks badass. Right. And do some center lock nut, you know, spin spindles yeah. in there and and big big dishy, you know, rims and, yeah, yeah. and and all that stuff. So anyway, that was the thought. And uh I thought, all right, well I got it. Jag engine in the Z two eighty Z wide body. And I showed up at the shop the other day and I found Sean the next day, I found Sean who was gonna be doing the building, and I said, Sean Get ready to be blown away. He, I said, uh, wide body, 280ZX. I got a motor. Prepare yourself. Straight, 4.2, jag. And he went, oh, that's 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 good. And I went, yeah, <laughs> yeah. pretty impressive, right? Yeah. Come on, pretty cheer up a little. Right? Cheer and up. like, yeah. And then he kind of whispered, because he's a quiet guy, I had another idea. <laughs> I said, well... I don't know if we want to waste our time because <laughs> whatever you tell me, Mr. GM crate engine guy, yeah, yeah, you know, LS5 with a turbo 400, sure. like I don't want your stupid LS whatever crate, whatever with the plastic uh, valve covers. Like I don't want any of that bullshit <laughs> right. in there. Like don't give me your crate motor speech. Oh, it'll make, you know, first off, it has a warranty and – It'll make 400 right at, and the, yeah. there's an LS6 that makes 425 with five, 427 worth of foot pounds. I was like, I don't, I don't want to be bored by any of your pedestrian low rent. Yeah, this is GM not going to be an LS smart talk, car. But, but go ahead. Go, go ahead, ahead. Pitch me the idea. Go ahead and pitch it just so you I can. You don't have my full attention, but there's just enough. Just so I can, <laughs> just so I can shoot it down. And he said, well, I was thinking of going with this engine, and he pointed at the V8 engine. Yeah. Now the V8 Nissan, the V8, the V8 twin turbocharged, 
Nissan that was in Paul Newman's big race car. Yeah. This big 280ZX with the V8 in it. And I was, it's got the big – for first off, it's it's bespoke. There is no other V8 Nissan racing engine like from its era. Right. You guys have heard us talk about this engine before. You know, back in I think the cars is seventy nine. They didn't Nissan didn't have a V eight here in the U.S. and Infinity brand wasn't even really uh, out yet. But they had in you know like a limousine or their version of a town car in Japan. They had this V eight engine, and uh, I, I'm not sure who Sharp or one of the guys were like, hey, let's let's start with this. And see how we can turn it into a, a, a race engine, and uh, and they created this very cool mechanical fuel injected twin turbo. And in the race car that you have, it's nine hundred and thirty three horsepower, and that's nineteen seventy nine technology. By the way, it's it's a cool piece. This is the big twin turbo V eight car that we talked about that you can play in Forza Motorsport. We we put up some graphics I think last year of that car in the game, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and that car, to the best of our knowledge, that car, only three engines were ever built for that car, and you have one in the car, and then you have two more in the shop over there. I think we have all three. You know, that's the one we walk by all the time and go, hey, we got three of these. How come the Nissan Motorsports Museum doesn't call us up and go, hey, man, uh, how about one of these in our museum? And we'd say we would gladly take $100,000 of now, your money. I, 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 I cannot <laughs> tell you with certitude that there is no other version of this engine that exists on the planet. Right. But with a, a high degree of it, I can. Because when we got the car, we got the car with the engine in it, obviously. And we always talk about sort of unrestored. That's an unrestored car, I mean, in terms of the paint and the whatever. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> we got the car with the engine in it, and then we got some short blocks and some shorter blocks and some heads wrapped up in some cellophane and some cams. And we even got this uniquely cast high rise injector intake with the plenum on top. Right. And then I even got like bad sand casted intakes that weren't finished. It needed to be like deburred and cleaned up and stuff like that. So as far as I can tell, everything in the space, uh, where whatever shop they built these engines, I just got all of the castings and all of the yeah. extras and all of the everything. So I'd be really surprised if there's a full engine just sitting somewhere that didn't come with the pile of of short short blocks and heads and yeah. blocks and everything else that I got. And, and some of the pieces, because they, you know, like you said, I think they cast that manifold, so there could be a handful of them floating around someplace, but I don't think all the pieces are, are, are joined. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure we, we brought this car out into the parking lot a little while ago, and there's a YouTube video on my Motorator YouTube page, and Chris could probably find it, but it's us firing up that 280 in the parking lot because we took it out. We wanted to fire up. It's, I know it's tough to like fit in, you know, the seat doesn't move. It's got that bulkhead in the front. It's very tight, Back. but, but yeah, uh, but we, uh, but we took it out to the parking lot and fired it up and, and you went over and I think, you know, wrapped the throttle a little bit because we had the body work off of it. And it's, it's, you know, it, it's a chore. It takes, you know, you got to heat the oil and you got to, it's, you know, it takes 15, 20 minutes to, to yeah, there he goes. It's up there. 
and uh, and, it, and it sounds awesome, and and so it's a cool engine. It's a cool piece. So Tom made some calls just on the mechanical fuel injection. The company that made it, like we don't make it anymore. We try to piece them together or source them used and rebuild them. And he goes, but there's two versions. There's a naturally aspirated version of that injection and a turbo version. And he said, like the naturally aspirated version would cost about eighteen grand to get it now, and about twenty two thousand for the turbo version. I'm not sure how accurate that is, but when the guy saw it in the pictures, he's like, that's really expensive. Boy, yeah. I'm looking at that car. The engine sits so low because the intake comes up so high. Yeah. And it intake doesn't, the plenum doesn't come up past the the hood line. And it's pushed way, way down there. But anyway, all right. Thank you, Max Pata. So you guys can look for that. So Sean points at that engine. Yeah. Standing behind him on an engine stand. And he goes, I was thinking about this engine. And I thought... Oh, that's much better than my idea because that's Nissan Z with the only V8 Nissan Z race motor that's ever been put in a, a Z back yeah. then. And we basically do a street version of that big behemoth Bob Sharp wide body 280Z with that power plant. And then it'll just be one of one. There'll be yeah. no, nothing. There, there cannot be another Z. Or there cannot be another car on the planet that has this power plant unless right. somebody decided to recreate that power plant somehow. Or if somebody wanted to buy the third engine. Or someone wanted to buy the <laughs> Well, we've got to keep it because we're going to blow up the first one. <laughs> and it's going to be 1,000 horsepower when oh. it's done. Like, it's just going to be every bit of 1,000 horsepower because uh, why not? I'm going to. Get back to uh, complaining in a second. First, uh, Scott, 42, San Fran. Hey, how's it going, man? Uh, so hey, man. I'm just, I actually just got into cars from watching your the movie 24, which is amazing. Oh, thank And you. what I want to do is, uh, yeah, I want to know, uh, I, I want to get into my first car. I'm actually a gun guy, mm-hmm. uh, but I want to get into cars. And I'm looking for a car that people kind of sleep on. Where you don't, you know, most people don't know the car is actually fast or the car maybe doesn't appear as fast as it actually is. I want to get something a little on the undercover stats, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Auctioned off a couple of guns and I got a budget of about 70 grand. So I was thinking, what do you, what do you think I should get into? Budget of about 70 grand. That's good. Uh, okay, so uh, blah, blah, blah. all right, so let's, let's, let's talk here. Um, there's stuff that people think is fast, the stuff that looks fast, the stuff that's uh, a, a sleeper, or what do they call it? Cue cars, as they call them in England. Yeah. Um, I like stuff that is fast and looks fast. That's that's my thing. Like I don't like those. Oh, it's a Dodge Biscayne, and it looks bone stock with the with the doggy bull uh, hubcaps and stuff. But sure. it's got the four forty two Magnum under the. It's like all yeah, right. Yeah. No, I get. No, but I see what you're saying though. You're looking for the sleeper, so it's not really your cup of tea, Adam. Not uh, my but, cup of tea. But 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 is does Scott really want the sleeper or or what? Because it, it, Matt will tell you. The uh, typhoon or the tornado or the well, hurricane. Those are getting more the- popular. I would say a sleeper would be uh, whatever the the they stopped making it, but whatever the most recent like Pontiac GTO was, right? It's it's kind of a goofy looking car, and I can't speak for the quality of it, but uh, the most recent like GTO with six speed and the LS engine is uh, and tons of aftermarket support. That thing is a sleeper and can boogie like. The people that own them love them, I would say. Uh, 
uh, recognized its performance potential, but it it wasn't a big seller just because of its of its kind of bland looks. But that's well, a, that's a big. Sleeper. But hey, hey, Scott. But like a Grand yeah. National was in the day. Yeah, somebody just an article on a pair of those selling for two hundred grand. I yeah. think. Um, on bring a trailer or something. Hey, so Scott, uh, so let me ask you: Do you have? $70,000 that you would like to be $100,000 in two and a half years? Well, I, I could say, I can say that I could, if my budget went to $100,000, I, I could spend 100000 I could do that. But what I'm saying is, a bit, I, I auctioned off a couple, I have a, I have a gun trust in Texas. I auctioned off a couple of my machine guns that got to that amount. But I would be willing to sink in more if you said, hey, you know what, no, this is the car you should do. Check it out. Look but, at but, it. But, but, you, but you're asking if you, you want to make money on it. Would you car. like to make money? Are you looking for an investment no, no, car no, or just... No, no, this, this is for fun. This is, this is for me for fun. Yeah, so I get it. But would you like your fun to be worth a hundred grand in three years or your fun to be worth 40 grand in three years after you've sunk 70 into it? <laughs> well, I, I guess the, the, well, the answer is make money, right? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Since I have seventy grand to spend, I would say that a hundred thousand would would be much better in three years. Okay. Yes. So now we can talk about uh, a few cars, and it just kind of depends what you're. Now, if you collect machine guns, you're probably not a European finesse guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not even a little bit. All right. So we want to keep it. To American and muscle, because when I hear seventy grand, I go right back to a three fifty five Ferrari and go, "I right. love that car for seventy grand." Right. Um, Although that's not a sleeper, not a sleeper. As a matter um, of fact, it's just no. the opposite. It it's looks faster than it is. It, it is the opposite yeah. of a sleeper. <laughs> uh, those 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 tornado trucks or those typhoons, the typhoon are, and the uh, uh, and the cyclone, the cyclone and the typhoon. Those are very fast, zero to sixty. Like you're gonna. You're going to smash anybody off the line, yeah. zero to six. Anyone at a stoplight, you're going to blow away in your little pickup truck. And they're very American. They're very quick. They're relatively inexpensive still, but they're on the move, right? Yeah, they're they're slowly uh, going. I mean, but you're talking they're they're eighteen grand right now, so. But they made a modern version of those too, didn't they? No, that that's pretty. That's it. Didn't Ford make something? Well, Ford makes a Lightning. They made a Lightning that's that. What are the Lightnings going for now? Like, if you're, look, I try not to think like uh, an American. Yeah. But if you want something very American, get a pickup truck, and I would get the best version. Yeah. Uh, the nicest one of those I could find for 25 grand. Then you'd want the 2003 or 2004 Lightning. And you can put your gun rack in the window. That's your, right. And uh, and put your bumper sticker that says uh, on the rear bumper that says Sierra Club. Take a hike to hell. <laughs> <laughs> and already is life. They're averaging like twenty k for a Ford Lightning. Yeah, and yeah. How much? They've held their value fairly well. Mm-hmm. And the O three O fours have a little cylinder head change. That's a little bit better. Uh, yeah, your cars are the, are the yeah. How, how much? Yeah. Uh, how much for a Typhoon or a, a Cyclone? Cyclone. GMC Cyclone. A really nice one, like the most expensive one. So, Scott, that's a truck. You're a truck dude. I don't know what you're doing in San Francisco, but you're a truck dude. Also, guns in San Francisco? Those cars are blisteringly quick. Yeah. And you're going to get anybody. I mean, you could have a guy pull up 
probably next to you in a in a Corvette, as long as it wasn't too new and too expensive, and you take that guy to the next stoplight. Yeah, I, I mean, mean they're they're yeah. fast, but they're they're eighties and nineties fast. Yeah. I mean, like these days, everything is zero to sixty in four and a half seconds. You can go get you know. BMW SUV, not even an M version, and it's four point six or sixty. Cyclone so, average forty k. It's, it's too much money. I just saw a Bear Jackson for eighteen grand. So uh, he's saying average. You know what happens is 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 everyone <laughs> everyone goes to Bear Jackson. They see a car sell for a hundred thousand. It's worth a thousand, and then they change their Craigslist listing to fifty thousand, thinking that they just won the lottery, and it's just not going to happen. You know, Where are you like, seeing it on uh, eBay? Uh, car gurus, car gurus. Yeah, I look. If, if there's one up there for forty thousand, it's going to be pretty awesome, right? He's it's going to be low miles and clean. Average. He's saying yeah, yeah, average. The, yeah, the range. The, I mean, the cheapest one is twenty eight, and then there's some for forty five. There's one for eighty. I knew I should have like bought that one. Right? It was really customed <laughs> out. And hey, then, uh, S- Scott, they're on the move. You want a pickup okay. truck? That car's quick. It's on. It's on the move. It's very American, and it doesn't tow anything. It doesn't haul anything. But that's the point. It hauls, it hauls a Christmas tree. <laughs> it hauls yeah, one Christmas hold. tree. So you get a nice one of those for forty grand or thirty-five grand or whatever it is, yeah. and it'll be worth fifty in four years. Yeah, three years. I like that. Okay. I like that. All right, Scott, go check that out. Leno's got one. I appreciate it. He loves it, man. Um. Yeah, so anyway, the SEMA build. Yeah. So those guys are knee-deep in race cars, which is the way I like it. Your guys in the other In the other shop, shop. sorry. Yeah. But at some point, Tom came up to me the other day, and he went, uh, Hey, boss, uh, I got a guy. He's got a Z car, a 280Z, yeah. X, 280ZX, and he uh, wants to sell it for 1000 bucks, And uh, it's, it's real straight. It still drives, and yeah. it's not rusty or whatever. And I said... Uh, Oh, all right. I'll go get it. But I remember thinking, I don't want it because I want <laughs> you to finish all these other cars that we're working on. I'm not going to start tearing apart a yeah. Z car and getting into a project right now. But but if it's a thousand bucks and it's nearby and it's straight, go get it. And then as I was pulling out to come do my thousand podcast yesterday, I saw them coming in back from picking it up in the Aero Vault. And, um, so it's just an enclosed aero trailer, Pete Brock sells, and blah, blah, blah. And I remember as they were pulling up, I remember thinking to myself, okay, I got no room. And I don't want that car to come out of that. I want you to park the trailer and leave the car in the trailer. Yeah. It'll be closed up. It'll be safe. We don't use the trailer. And it'll be encapsulated. And we'll finish these race cars, and we're ready to go. We'll, sure. we'll pull and it, it out. it won't be an eyesore. <laughs> and it won't be an eyesore, and it won't be everything else. And I was walking to this shop thinking, I had to do five podcasts with Dr. Drew and whatever, but I was thinking, I, and I had to hand in a bunch of Oscar jokes and stuff. But I remember thinking, I got to send Sean, a Tom, an email that says, like, leave it in the trailer or whatever. But, yeah. but it was yesterday afternoon. It was like four in the afternoon. And I knew I was coming back at like 9.30 this morning. So I was like, I, there's like part of me that said, oh, they're just going to park the trailer and go home. You know, no, yeah. this is why I put it outside. It's raining outside, you know. And and then I, and then I had this thought, like, I got to tell them to leave in the trailer. I, I, want it, I don't want them taking it out of the trailer. Uh, but I co- co- whiffed. And then I pulled up the, and then I guess I thought, oh, it'll be in the trailer when I get back. And, yeah. 
I got it walked in this morning. A trailer put away, car just parked right in front of the door. <laughs> and now I'm just going to tell him, see the trailer? Yeah, go get it out and then open it yeah. and then put this back in it and then go park it. Yeah, they were already talking about that when I when I walked in. And uh, but they said that they were proud of it because they pulled it out of the trailer. All they did is put a battery in it and fired right up. Well, maybe uh, maybe it's your new ride. <laughs> it's a little a little cheap for my blood, but it Where, might be a sleeper Scott? Ride you. He's looking for a sleeper, right? <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> looking for money. a sleeper. Yeah. yeah. Well, the fumes alone will put you to sleep. <laughs> so <laughs> Permanently. That's awesome, except for we're just going to... Well, now you could drive it into the trailer. I'm glad they put a battery in it, but now we're just going to take the battery out and take it apart. Well, they but... put an Optima battery in there, so it's worth more than the car. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, take that Optima out. I... I... <laughs> I wish I wish I could convey thoughts like <laughs> just call me and ask me what you want to do with the car or just just do a thing where you go it's in the trailer what do you want to do yeah or or don't touch it I come every morning I come to show up every single morning and if I showed up and they said you want us to take that car out of the trailer I'd go absolutely not don't even get near <laughs> it just leave it just park it and leave it it's done because what we're going to do now is I'm going to walk to it and I'm going to go they're going to go hey man not bad, right? And I'll go, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's clean. Now, back, pull the trailer out, load it up, and put the trailer back. Yeah. This is right on the fucking hinges of all the fucking molds that were over there that were – it was I, – I told him to come over here and, like, organize all the shit over here. And for some reason, Gary brought back all the molds, although – the thing that's crazy about Gary's nobody ever tells him to do what he does, and he never asks. That's the weird thing, and I'm here all day. That's called initiative. It's called going rogue. It's going rogue. You're allowed to go, hey, where's Adam? Do you want all this stuff back at the other shop? Because the answer would be no, but they never ask. They just load it all up, and then the answer – it's 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 like it's I, I, all the time they go yeah I didn't know what you what you wanted to do with this so you did it it's like saying you flipped the coin yeah it landed on the wrong side yeah I didn't know what side you called like okay don't flip the coin then yeah don't flip the yeah I didn't know what side you I didn't know what side you wanted then then don't flip the coin yeah. don't just no, don't do it if you don't know. Like Gary goes and and Rob goes. They go to like Home Depot and they're like, "I didn't know if you wanted the uh, the the brush for uh, oil based paint or the latex based paint." So I just got the latex, and I go, "Well, we got oil based paint." They go, "Yeah, I didn't know." I, I, go, <laughs> I know why didn't you? But then call. Yeah, I didn't know which paint we had. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I'm not I'm not blaming you for not knowing. All decision making abilities have been revoked, at least for Gary. And probably several other people. He brought all the goddamn molds (laughs) to the other shop. Yeah. Then unloaded them and laid them out in the shop, to which Sean, who's got the brains of the operation, said, we're not going to put all these things outside where the molds are. These are brand new molds. Take them back and store them up in the place where they were stored, where all Adam said was organize what's up there. He didn't say take it here or do yeah. that. I just said – We don't need say, more like, stuff bring, over there. I, I didn't say bring all the molds. I just said just go organize. Yeah. So he then – they then loaded up the van. Of course. With it and then didn't bring it back to the shop. Then I walked into the shop yesterday and all the molds were in the shop laid out on the floor. And I said, and everyone's tripping over them. And I said, why are all these molds on the floor? And they said, Gary brought them here. And Sean told him to take them back. 
Yeah. So Gary loaded him up into the van. Yeah. And I said, all right, that sounds like a waste of time so far. I don't know. It's cost me $80 or something, <laughs> but uh, fine. But now how's that explain them being on the floor? Uh, Nate and Brian needed the van to go film something and they had to put their equipment in it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So now take the stuff and put it back in the van and then go uh, do it. That don't leave it in the van. And there are nine pickup trucks here. Like, could anyone <laughs> have thrown it in the back? And when Brian was unloading it, could he have said, uh, what do you want me to do with all yeah, this stuff? Where because should it go? The answer wouldn't be on the fucking floor in the middle of the fucking <laughs> shop. It would have been, I'm pissed, marginally, put in the back of Rob's truck and let Rob drive it over here. Right. It's Chris, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, Chris, what the fuck? So now I'm going to go back to the other shop, and I'm going to say to him, yes, it's a nice C-car. Now, back up the trailer, hook it up to something, put it back, take the battery out, and put it back in this well, trailer, you know, and then park the trailer again. Sean has right now, a shop somewhere as well. That Z would probably look pretty good at his We had shop. that discussion, but the trailer <laughs> is enclosed. Yeah. And it buttons up, and it's watertight. Like, yeah. you could literally just park in there and leave it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. It's what I wanted. But also, one could ask, one could ask, and then there's always Rob who's like, yeah, I didn't know why they were unloading it. It's like, <laughs> why don't you go talk to them then? Did you go walk over and go, hey, hey, hold on. Adam's going to be here in half an hour. Why don't we just... So, you know, like Rob's job, by the way, is to know... How many times do you think I've had this conversation with Rob? So when Adam comes in and talks to Rob, there's sort of this chain of command, and Rob's job is to know all of that stuff. Because you're going to ask him, and this isn't the first well, time I you've show asked. Up every you know, fucking, I show up every <laughs> fucking morning. Why not just go? Let's go do whatever we we're doing yesterday, and then when Adam shows up, we can. Yeah, we'll just ask him. I think they want to surprise me with it, or show show off with it, or something. But well, I, the car, yeah, but not the body pieces in the middle of the floor. That part, I, I'm with you. Well, Brian's unloading a van full of my <laughs> shit. I get, I, I get. He doesn't want to throw it away, but Brian's like the weird food kid, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> also, if yeah, you, mold handler. If when you put the <laughs> yeah. shit, if you when you put the molds in the van, if you then drive the van over and unload it, you can avoid the part where somebody needs to borrow the van and thus unloads it again. Yeah. It's fucking sucks. It sucks being me. <laughs> I, I had no idea that there would be this level of incompetence meets doesn't communicate like just an insane non-communication and also a level of where do these things go like in brian's mind i guess they're in the van and the van's there so no one unloaded them but i don't know why you don't ask somebody where do you want this and he probably he may have and tom probably said just put them down in here or something but when you're unloading them, why not just unload them into the back of one of the many pickup trucks that could then just drive around the block and drop them off? Yeah. And the trucks, they keep multiplying over there and getting bigger. Thus, no room for the Z. <laughs> now, what do I do with the Z? Just tell them to immediately load it back up and redo it or tell them to do it during fucking lunch or, or, I, or just honestly, leave it there? I, it seemed like that was being discussed as I was walking over here this morning. So... I mean, maybe by some Christmas miracle, when we're done here, uh, it's in the trailer. That's not a Christmas miracle. <laughs> because I paid 
a guy gets 60 bucks an hour and a guy gets 25 bucks an hour to unload this truck. And now I'm going to pay them 60 and 25 bucks an hour to reload the truck and then repark or the trailer and repark it. That's I'm not a miracle. Business. By some costly miracle, those that things have happened. Costly <laughs> miracle, yes. All right. But they're good guys. I can't complain. <laughs> yeah. Geico, man. There's a miracle. Yeah. Geico.com. Everyone's got the to do list. Mm-hmm. They want to uh, unload the meaningless unloading <laughs> of a car. That runs. It runs. Well, okay, it does good. after they unloaded it. It runs. Good. Now tear it all apart. Yeah. <laughs> now never drive it. But it runs. Geico.com. You can save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance. You don't have to drop anything off or pick anything up. Just go to Geico.com. 15 minutes. You could be saving 15% or more on your car insurance. Take that extra money. Put it in your pocket. Most rewarding thing you'll do all day at Geico. That is Geico.com. Oh, you need some Geico on that Z car. (laughs) Phoenix, GCU Arena, February 27th. No safe spaces. Me and uh, Dennis Prager, Sacramento, Thunder Valley Casino, March 2nd. Doing stand-up there. Oxnard Levity Live, Santa Ana, Esports Arena. Two shows there. Go to Adam Curl Moore Theater in Seattle, September 13th. That's way down the road, but it'll sell out, so let's get going. Go to com. 50 seats added to the uh, cruise, by the way. So uh, I should say rooms added to the cruise, so you can check that out. Go to chassis.com, see all the movies over there. And uh, why did flat configured engines never become more popular? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Someone, uh, (laughs) Reese, is asking from Louisiana. Sorry. Hey, Reese. Yeah, hey, guys. How you guys doing? Yeah, sorry. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't know. I blame I blame the Corvair. Yeah. Nader. Nader and the Corvair. Fucking Americans Nader. tried it in a Corvair, uh, unsafe at any speed, and that was the end of that. All right, Matt, plugs for you? Yeah. Check me out on my social media. It's on all at Motorator, and listen to uh, Shift and Steer. It's on Podcast One. So until next time, Adam Carolla from Matt the Motorator, DeAndrea saying keep the air in the spare. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com.